Hi, my name is Luke Foster, and you're listening to Tin Pod Radio. If you liked hearing about my comic book on Dr. Bananas Week, you can check it out on Comixology.com. Just look for Dr. Bananas Monkey Magician. If you are interested in some dark comedy and or political humor, check out Supernatural Suburbs each Monday only on Patreon. That's Patreon.com slash Cartoonist Luke. Thanks very much. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Shortlisted, the podcast where we take a top 10 list from the internet and talk about it for 60 minutes. We just set a timer, talk for an hour, and then shut up whether or not we've made it through the list. We're not exactly racing the clock, we're just shortlisting the facts. Okay. I feel like we haven't done this in forever. Hi, Brian. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, it seems like a long time, even though it's once a month. Right. Well, and I've done so many episodes of Crime Crazy in between that, like, that's what's in my head. I'm like, welcome to – nope, that's not how this works. Yeah. I don't see how y'all keep on schedule with the weekly one. I've tried that. Oh, my gosh. It's hard. It's – we – there have been days when we've done it like Monday night and then I had to edit it right then so that it could come out at midnight. And, you know, we try to, to record on Tuesday. So we're always like a week ahead. But I mean, this Tuesday, Jordan will be gone. And so we'll see. Yeah, sometimes I'll record a bunch of them and I'll have like a week episodes and everybody's like, well, why don't you just re-? I was like, I release a lot of them sometimes at once because the topical keep it on a topical subject or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. if I had to schedule it every week, I don't think I'd keep up with the schedule every week. Yeah. Well, and for me, it's harder. It's it's not as hard to do the recording as it is to do the editing because we edit quite a bit because we just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, or I edit quite a bit because we talk too much. Well, it, it seems so seamless. Forever. Oh, well, good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. We have um, hours and hours and hours of, like, bloopers and takeouts and all of that stored in a folder. Like, these things were not fit for the episode, but we'll hang on to them because they're funny. Anyway, so you chose what we're going to do today. Actually, you had a um, a kind of bold idea <laughs> for what we're going to do. Well, maybe we could call this the Icarus Challenge. Yeah, I think it's probably going to end that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> So um, you think that since we made it last week that we are on a roll and this week we can take on two lists. Yep. Okay. I I, I don't want to doubt you, but I kind of doubt you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited about the list that you chose. So the first one is 10 most WTF Florida man stories of 2016. Um, and this was written in 2016. So like they're after the publication, it says so far. So there could have been other things that happened after the publication, but these were the top 10 at the time. It has, this is an article that has a lot of writing, but it's really well-written. So I'm going to read the introduction. Um, Florida has a bit of a reputation when it comes to crime. No one knows whether it's something in the water due to the incessant heat or simply a result of the state's liberal open record laws. But the so-called Florida man and woman and teen has become a national legend for weird crimes like naked burglary or stalking the streets armed while dressed like a dinosaur. If no one's calling the cops on them, Florida man is known to stand shirtless in a hurricane while blasting Slayer or to call 911 on themselves to report a lack of vodka or just talk about Hitler. 
Even when they're not committing crimes, Florida man can be seen walking into the hospital with a dead shark still attached to their arm or taking three days to discover that he shot himself or being sucked into a nuclear power plant. Their reputation appears to be well earned. To celebrate their ignominious accomplishments, here are the 10 best Florida man stories of 2016 so far. So I love this one because, well, I love it partly because most of them are crimes (laughs) or maybe all of them are crimes. (laughs) It speaks to me. <laughs> we do so many Florida crimes because of, and I think it, well, I'm, it could be that people in Florida are crazy, but I think it has a lot to do with their journalists are allowed to, like all of their um, arrests and like crazy stuff is like there for everybody to see. It's public record and you can publish it and write about it and list names and all of that kind of stuff. It's very open. So there's a lot of information. Like, I think this kind of stuff happens other places, too, but no one hears about it. I would agree. So, yeah. I know some of it happens, like, where I live. <laughs> and it makes it into the paper. So, all right. So, uh, number, I guess we're probably going backwards, but this is the first one. Florida man steals a van to drive to Waffle House. A Florida man, and I totally sympathize with this guy, had a hankering for waffles perhaps with a side of smothered, covered, and chunked hash browns, and wasn't going to let the fact that he didn't have a ride get in his way. Last June, Marcus Trey Johnson, 28, stole a van and drove it straight to a Waffle House, the Northwest Florida Daily News reported. Police tracked the van's GPS and found a man similar to the one they'd seen on the surveillance tape eating at the Crestview, Florida Waffle House. Police found clothing in the stolen van that matched what Johnson was wearing in the surveillance video. Johnson told officers that he didn't know anything about the van and he didn't know why it was in his yard, and he also denied that he was the man in the surveillance video. He was arrested and charged with Grand Theft Auto, and they do not serve Waffle House hash browns in jail, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My first thing with this is like, yeah, I've had cravings like, just like, I gotta get up in the middle of the night. We'll do that sometimes, actually. (laughs) Just get up in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. We're gonna go get something to eat. (laughs) Right. Every once in a while, like if we're up, then, you know, David will be like, oh, I really want a hamburger. And it's like 1130 or whatever. <laughs> but most of the time we just snack at night, which is really bad. I, I don't think I would steal a van. No, but I, I have a weird <laughs> story about Waffle Houses. Like, oh, yeah. You know how they used to be uh, mainly they were attached near hotels. Yeah. Kind of like IHOPs and stuff like that. Right. When I was little when we would go somewhere and they would stay in a hotel and they would go Waffle House. I couldn't pronounce W's when I was little. So I would say, mm-hmm. I want to go to the Awful House. I want to go to the Awful House. Yeah, That's like, great. <laughs> so I'd be like, I want to go to Awful House. <laughs> Everybody in the hotel is like, oh my God, what are they doing to that child? <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, there's still something like – and actually, to tell you the truth, the fact that I live in Florida, I have heard so many stories about people stealing vehicles to go somewhere, mainly Walmart, to buy something. It's like I stole a car because I didn't have a car and I wanted to go buy a stereo. Is is there not – like is there a major lack of public transportation? Why – why are they stealing cars? That's a huge crime. I don't know. <laughs> That's not a little thing like, oh, I didn't pay for my french fries or something. That's like a big thing. <laughs> there was a famous case down here where this high school kid missed the bus from school and oh was God. worried about getting home, so he stole a bus and took it to school and took it home. What? Mm-hmm. How could he drive a bus? I can't drive a bus. <laughs> I don't know. I am confident I can't drive a bus. <laughs> 
Wow, that's terrifying. So maybe it is just the crazy people live down there. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few of them down there. That's funny. All right, um, number two. Florida man bursts into ex's delivery room, fights new boyfriend while she gave birth. Emotions are always high when a new baby is being born, but especially so when a love triangle is involved. When Trayvon Bray found out that his ex-girlfriend was giving birth to their child last May, he ran to he ran to be in the hospital room, according to the Sun Sentinel. Unfortunately, the mother of his child was there with her new boyfriend, and she didn't want Bray in the room. Bray and the new beau gotten a word. A, a, mm. I can't talk today. Into a war of words, Bray eventually left the room, but emotions got the better of him, and he returned. This time, the fight turned physical. As the scuffle broke out, the laboring woman ended up getting kicked in the chest by Bray. Security guards rushed into the room, and it took three of them to hold him down. He was escorted out of the hospital room, arrested, and jailed on charges of aggravated battery on a victim that the offender should have known was pregnant and assault. That one's not funny at all. (laughs) No, but... It's like, I don't know. It's one of those things that you're always surprised when stuff happens in hospitals and you like would think hospitals would be secure places, but they really aren't. Right. Or you would think that people would be respectful there, but I think a lot of the crazies end up there. Yep. Um, the, the same or a similar thing happened to somebody I know where the father came into the room and they asked him to leave and he had to be escorted out. Like it was a mess. It was really awful and all i can think is like with this situation that should work in her favor if she doesn't want him to be part of the baby's life i mean now now he's gonna have a criminal record she should be able to say oh well he doesn't get visitation rights like i want full custody and it shouldn't be an issue but still how what a terrible time for that to happen i can't imagine how she was feeling yeah and it's a purely selfish thing too it's like you know he's not thinking about her at all because you know she's going through all this stuff and you right and he kicked her in the chest yeah Yeah. i mean that's why i'm going really serious with it like so many women have been like attacked who are pregnant and stuff like that and it's like because of selfish men when doing stuff like right yeah right well i like that this law this crime that he was charged with was aggravated of aggravated battery on a victim the offender should have known was pregnant because a like that's kind of neat that there's a special status for women who are in that like vulnerable position but b yeah he better have known she was pregnant there was a baby coming out of her yeah yeah i mean it's just weird but it's also one of those where you're like i think i've heard that happening before (laughs) yeah i bet there are actually a lot of stories about that like any time that someone gets pregnant with somebody and then decides they don't want to be with them anymore they i don't know yeah that one's rough um but this one is great (laughs) (laughs) This, I think, happens a lot, a lot. Florida woman tells cops that she has no idea how drugs got in her genitals. Um, Also, thanks very much for choosing this so that I could read about genitals. (laughs) (laughs) Florida woman Dusty Ray Ingram was being processed for a stint in Okaloosa County Jail last January when police made a surprising discovery. I bet they weren't surprised. A stash of pills hidden in her genitals. More surprising was the fact that the 38-year-old Crestview woman claimed that she had no idea how they'd gotten there. 
According to Northwest Florida Daily News, Ingram admitted the drugs were hers, but she claimed that she kept the prescription medicine in her purse and had no idea how they had traveled from her bag to her lady parts. After being read her rights, she eventually admitted that while she had a prescription for the pills, she knew she couldn't bring them into the jailhouse and came up with her intimate drug smuggling scheme. She was charged with bringing contraband into a detention facility, which is a felony. Um, and then it, it talks about another, um, it says she should strike up a jailhouse correspondence with the Florida man who had no idea how crack got in his mouth, which, oh my God, <laughs> that sounds horrible. But My first we, thought when reading this was the fact that I've actually read that that's a, a, a way that you smuggle stuff in prisons, like female prisons. Yeah, it absolutely is. So um, I have a... I, I don't even know what to call her. I know someone in prison and I visit her regularly and talk to her. And um, she was telling me that in, so when you, when you go through like the prison system, especially in Virginia, you bounce around a lot before you get to where you're going. So in one of the facilities that she was in, they had some time, like free time, one hour, I think it was like one hour a week, like Tuesday mornings. And they would all go to the gym and she never went because it was hot and really everybody Everybody just went so they could look at the guys as they walked down the hall. Anyway, um, while the other girls were in there, they were playing basketball and a whole bunch of heroin fell out of one of the girls that had just been like she'd just been processed in. So that was fun. So they put the whole facility like on lockdown and it was a big deal. But yeah, apparently that's just what you do. And apparently you can get away with it. I mean, like if she had not been playing basketball, she probably could have done whatever she was planning on doing with those drugs. Well, I know like I think it's in like really, really big maximum security prisons. They search every cavity you have. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if they always do cavity searches. I know that just to do visitation and she's at the like most minimum, like lowest security level prison in the state. Um, And they have they don't have any um, like razor wire fences or, or bars or anything. It's like it looks like a college campus, essentially, but they're not allowed to leave. But she still has to be strip searched every time before and after visitation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, recently, I forgot where it was, but it was like a couple of days ago, they thought there was going to be a threat in a prison, so they shut down all visitation because mm-hmm. they thought somebody was either going to come in and hurt, harm a bunch of people, or I don't know what it was, but it's like, yeah, I mean, even with all the security, sometimes they don't even think they can get everything coming in. No. Well, so have you ever listened to the podcast, and that's why we drink... No, I actually haven't. Oh, they're so good. I love them. Um, they probably think I'm like a stalker, but they, um, one of the girls does like supernatural stories and the other one does true crime. So M who does the supernatural stories was talking about Alcatraz because she was talking about all the like supposed ghosts stuff in Alcatraz. Um, but she was, she started off by talking about, because Christine, the other girl, didn't really know anything about it, about how secure it was and how few, it, like, breakout attempts they had and everything. And it's, I mean, it's insanely secure. Like, there were three people ever that maybe got out and they don't know if they survived or not. Like, they never found them, but they just, they got away. Um, and yet they still, like, they've been on lockdown. They've had prisoners who, somehow managed to get out of chains and climb a staircase and take a key off of a guard and open a gun cabinet and like shoot up the place. Like, and they're like the most secure place yeah. ever. I mean, horrible torture, whatever, but 
they were, um, you know, pretty, you can't get away from there. <laughs> pretty high security. But I love when, like, there's stories when people get caught with stuff and, like, instead of, I mean, you're going to get charged no matter what. So you might right. as well just say, like, you know, I, yeah, I did it. I got caught. Because they can actually, you can actually plead your lawyers that you were very cooperative and you didn't cause any issues right. and stuff like that. Instead of saying, like, I don't know how that crack got in my mouth or whatever. Right. Well, and for this woman, I'm guessing that it was, like, pain pills or, um, like a Xanax or something because there are certain medications that you cannot have in prison, whether or not you have a prescription, like there, you can't have it. Um, and so I'm guessing it was one of those, but I feel like she probably could have just played really dumb and been like, Oh, you know, I just, I didn't know what to do and I was really scared and, and maybe, you know, yeah. I don't know, up to security level or something, but not added a felony onto whatever she was facing. Yeah, that's bad because you just added time on your time before you even got in. A lot, yeah. And you still don't have the drugs you wanted, so it wasn't even worth it. No. It's not like prisons are a hard place to find drugs. From what I read, yeah. like, even though supposedly you can't bring drugs into prison, it's a huge problem inside prisons. Yeah, it is. Well, I, w I was talking to my friend today, and she was saying that lately they've had a lot of um, – Oh, I don't even remember what it was, but it's essentially like meth or like um, methadone. But it's a, you know, those Listerine tabs that you put on your tongue and they dissolve. It works like that. And they've had a lot of that. Like they'll do random drug testing in the prison and all kinds of girls have been testing positive for it. And because it's just it's very easy. You know, we have contact visitation. It's tiny. It's very easy to get in. If yeah. you get caught, then you get to join them in prison for three to five years. But... Well, it's yeah. like uh, I read a story once where somebody was sending LSD. They put it with the glue on the envelope, and yep. the people would lick the envelope. Yeah. So um, the new Virginia prison laws, as of just a few months ago, um, you are no longer – the inmates no longer get any physical objects that have been touched by anyone that they know. So, like, I can send her a book from Amazon as long as it comes in an Amazon box that it has never been opened. But if I mail her a letter or photographs, they Xerox them. And she gets a Xerox of the envelope, a Xerox of the letter, a Xerox of the photographs. Like, she doesn't ever get the – and then they shred the physical documents. So – because they were having the same issue. Um, one of the jails she was in, she couldn't receive greeting cards because people were putting it in the adhesive, like if the greeting card had like a, a little flap inside or something like that. Yeah. It, it's clever. I I don't know who you think you're helping when you do that. Like that's one of the best things about – it's maybe the only good thing about people going to prison for drugs is that they should not be able to get them while they're there so they can – they have to get clean like the I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, um, how about number four? We'll move on because, yeah, we're never going to make it through this list, Brian. <laughs> um, this one is horrible and like my worst nightmare ever. And I think this guy should have the death sentence. Um, Florida man throws an alligator into a Wendy's drive through window. <laughs> Last February... So actually two Februarys ago now, a Florida man went to a drive through restaurant and made his own delivery. Joshua James, 23, pulled into the drive through of a Wendy's at, oh my God, what is that word? Loxahatchee? Is that a place in Florida? Yeah, I think it is Loxahatchee. Okay, there we go. 
Nailed it. Um, around 1.30 a.m., and after the server handed him a drink, James reached into the back of his truck, grabbed a three-and-a-half-foot alligator, and threw it through the restaurant's drive through window. He then spread away, according to local NBS affiliate, excuse me, WPTV. The restaurant workers called the police to come get the good-sized alligator out of their restaurant. Police were able to track James down via surveillance footage and his credit card purchases because obviously James is an idiot. James was arrested and charged with aggravated assault and unlawful possession and transportation of an alligator. The alligator was rescued and released to a nearby canal. Also should have put it to death, but whatever. Um, at his court appearance, the judge came down hard on the young man because this type of thing is not a prank. It's a crime. He sentenced James to a year probation, a $500 fine, and 75 hours of community service, and he was also ordered to stay out of all Wendy's restaurants. Well, that's going too far. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it is not going far enough. It should have been like 25 to life, and <laughs> you have to share your cell with an alligator. <laughs> well, like to start out. Uh, have you ever worked in restaurants or anything? I waited tables in a horrible restaurant in Colonial Williamsburg when I was in college. Um, but I sucked at it a lot and I cried every day. So it was not a good experience. <laughs> when I was in college, I worked in quite a few restaurants and like, especially fast food places. And one thing, craziest people you'll meet in restaurants and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I'm sure. I work drive throughs People will throw anything at you. They'll throw their garbage in. They'll be like, what? before they pull out, they'll throw their garbage in, saying, here, throw us away. I've had people get mad because it took too long. After they pay for it, by the way, throw their food back in when you hand it to them. It's like, you paid for it. Why didn't you throw it back in? Right? Now you're out money and you're hungry. But, yeah... People are crazy with some of that stuff. Like, we had somebody one time that left a big snake, and this happened down here when I worked at a Boston Market down here. Somebody mm -hmm. left a huge snake in the bathroom. Was it a pet that they released? It was like one of those big, I don't know if it was a boa constrictor, but it was like one of those type snakes of a boa yeah, constrictor. Yeah, a constrictor of some sort, right? And we checked wow. the security camera, the person brought it in in a bag, and then they put it, you could see that the bag had something in it, they went to the bathroom, they came out of the bathroom, the bag didn't have hardly anything in it, because it was all folded up, and they left. What on earth? I, I don't understand. I, that's insane. People are crazy. I, I think the drive through thing must be... A combination of, I know I'm about to eat crappy food, and that makes me sad. And there's a wall between us so I can pretend like you're not a real human. Like when people get road rage, and like you would never say those things or feel those things towards a human being, but you can feel it toward the car that a human is driving, right? Like I'm pissed off at that car. So there's like a, a, a removal kind of, but I, I, that's just common courtesy it's just basic human decency what is wrong with people yeah i mean it's like if you really want to know how crazy people are work any kind of retail to begin with oh yeah any, but like restaurants are even worse it's like yeah. anywhere where you have a bathroom like yeah oh my God. everybody will like let's say like well kids do stuff in bathrooms well the stuff that's smeared on the walls is too high to be kids doing it. yeah yeah no that i definitely know that happens in schools oh yeah that um one of the middle schools here we had a group of kids that came through and they 
they would do all kinds. I mean, they were kids, but they were older kids. They should have known better. They weren't little kids having an accident. They were gross, disgusting boys doing horrible things in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've been around plenty of gators down here, and I've ate gator before down here, which is good. Uh, but I think that would flip me out a little bit if so I did that. Definitely. Well, I mean, I feel like that size animal, it's not going to eat you, but it could hurt you so easily. It's just all muscle and teeth. Oh, yeah, they could, even a small gator could, like, rip your arm off. Yeah, nope, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really don't like alligators and crocodiles and uh, caimans, like anything in that family. I I have no pity for them whatsoever. I would be just absolutely petrified. I'd quit my job that night. It'd be awful. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, that would flip me out. I'd be like, I ain't coming to work back to work tomorrow. <laughs> right. Like, oh, obviously this is not safe. <laughs> and it sounds like in the write-up – that there wasn't no huge reason, I don't think, for it. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah. Like, I don't get why he did it, really. <laughs> right. No, I agree. Because um, he got his drink. He paid with a credit card. Then he just chucked it through the window. He must have just thought it was funny because the judge's comment about this type of thing is not a prank. It's a crime. He must have just thought it was funny. Like, I'll go through the drive-thru, and I'll just order a drink as an excuse and then scare some people. That's what the – I think, if I remember right, the cop said to us when they came and got that snake, he was like, oh, it was probably a joke. And I was like, that's not a joke. No, it's <laughs> – no, it's definitely not. I, I don't have any – like, snakes don't scare me at all, but – um. Yeah, that's really, really not okay, and that would freak a lot of people. A lot of people are way more scared of snakes than I am of crocodiles and alligators. Do you know gators make a chirping sound? It sounds like a bird. Oh, my God. They're like, creepy. So down here in Florida, sometimes we hear them, and you can think – everybody always says that they're like – it's either a bird or a gator because they make kind of a chirping noise. See, creepy little sneaky – ugh. <laughs> I don't like them. I feel like they have been on our planet for a really, really long time. So their turn is over and they need to go away. <laughs> and they can be perfectly still too. Even to the point where I've seen people like hit them with stuff and mm -mm. they don't move. But then when until they, they do. Yeah, until they decide they're going to move. <laughs> <laughs> the only dream I've had where I've actually died in the dream and stayed asleep and stayed in the same dream, I got eaten by... I don't know if it was a gator or a crocodile, but um, with the whole like pull you underwater and spin you around and then like stick you in the mud and drown you slowly and ugh, it was horrible. Well, That's probably on. why I don't like The next one's got a better animal in it. It has a better animal, but it's so tragic. It is. <laughs> um, Florida man attacks a dancing flamingo at Bush Gardens. Because he's just a jerk, I guess. A Florida man was visit visiting Bush Gardens, Tampa, with his family when he reached into an animal pen and attacked a dancing flamingo. According to WFLA, Joseph Anthony Coro, Cor Coro, 45, picked up one flamingo and set it down unharmed. Then he picked up a second flamingo, whose name was Pinky, and when his mother told him to stop harassing the birds, he put the bird down so forcefully its foot was almost completely severed from its leg. He was arrested and charged with felony animal cruelty. When asked about uh, 
Toro's motive, Tampa Police Department said that was the question of the day, according to WFLA. The amusement park released a statement saying the flamingo had to be humanely euthanized due to the severely traumatic injuries sustained in the assault. Pinky was a beloved member of the Bush Gardens Tampa Bay family and has made many appearances on behalf of the park's conservation and education efforts, a statement read. She will be sorely missed. Um, and then they say that he could maybe join a rehab group with the man who was arrested for punching a swan or the man who tried to ride a manatee. Oh, this has got a lot. I feel like I'm having to talk about Florida so much because I live here. But, yeah, you know. Uh, oh, I, have a, the, I have a question before you. Can I interrupt you? Sorry. Yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs> Is What's a dancing question? flamingo a flamingo that has been taught to dance or a kind of flamingo? <laughs> I think it's a kind of flamingo. Okay. Because okay. they all just kind of look like flamingos. Like, I'm looking at the picture. It looks like a bird. But uh, there's, like, three things here. One is they had to pass some very harsh laws about killing and, like, uh, different kinds of birds down here, especially the rarer birds, because it was just getting out of hand. People were doing it a lot. And they had to get so specific with it, like if you do it on purpose, if you if you run over one by accident, you have to report it because they're trying to find investigate because uh-huh. people were doing it on purpose, running over some of these birds because they're all over the place down here, some of these mm-hmm. flamingo type birds. Mm-hmm. And so they had to get very specific with their laws because of that down here. And the other thing, the riding a manatee thing has become a bad problem down here. Really? Yeah. Well, like, people try to ride dolphins. Is that a thing? That's a thing up here. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's... Well, for one thing, the whole thing with manatees is, like, they're really ugly. Yeah, they are. (laughs) I mean, nobody's going to act like they're pretty like a dolphin. But they're really sweet. They're called man-cows. I mean, sea-cows. Right. And they're really nice and not too bright. They get stuck places they shouldn't be and they... (laughs) All this stuff. But people send tend to ride them or and abuse them a lot down here and it's become the whole riding them thing has become an issue because they'll come in in small like canal areas down here and sometimes they get stuck and they have to come get people to get them out and stuff yeah but people have started doing the whole thing with trying to ride them and it's right they're easy targets yeah and it's become another thing where they're having to pass certain kinds of laws to go after people because they're doing it so much a regular law is not covering it it's not enough of a fine right right that's so horrible. Like, that's so horrible. They're, I think, so they're super ugly, but they're kind of cute. They're like pugs. <laughs> like, yeah, all those rolls. That's so funny looking that it's kind of adorable. Like, we need to take care of it. I, that's horrible. There's a, there, there's a lot of places to see them down here. There's like this one springs down here where it's like a, I think it may be called Manatee Springs, but you can go there and there's a, a, a lot of them in this really nice clear water. It's really nice. There. Oh, neat. That's very cool. I do. That was one thing. Like I've visited Florida. I had um, my sister-in-law lived down there for a while and we would go down and visit her over the weekend or whatever. And um, the, all the sea life was just great. Like that was my favorite part. It was like, oh, I'm going to go to the beach and I'm going to actually see stuff. Do you ever see Our, any dolphins? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and we see dolphins up here, like even the river close to us. um, There are some little there's like one little pod of dolphins. But at our closest ocean beach, which is Virginia Beach, like the sand isn't even real. Like they have to truck in the sand because it's (laughs) a rocky shore. And so not so much wildlife in those huge commercial areas. But 
Did you know one time a saltwater shark got into a lake in Virginia? That is horrifying. Yeah, it did. It went through, did... like, underground tunnels Ooh. or whatever, and it came into a lake. Yikes. Did it survive? If Was I'm... it okay with the change in salinity? If I remember right, it did survive for a while because I, I remember I wrote something about this like a, quite a few years ago because it also mm-hmm. happened in, in like somewhere in Massachusetts and somewhere else it happened before because they can, they just go through these like underground uh, tunnels and stuff of water and they end up wow. in fresh wa- uh, fresh water areas. Was it like a bull shark or a hammerhead? I feel like I've read something about there are certain sharks that – like they shouldn't be able to go in freshwater or even like uh, brackish water, but they they can. They can just yeah. do it. I don't know. Uh, we went to North Carolina. That's what everybody in our area does. They go to the Outer Banks, and um, so we went for a vacation a, a month back. Well, actually, right before we recorded our last episode, and when we got home, we found out there had been a great white shark. It was like twelve and a half feet long, right at the beach that we had been swimming in all week just hanging out really close to the shore people get so used to them down here when they see them at the beach they really don't even think anything really yeah i'm just if the water was perfectly clear i would maybe be less afraid of them but that not being able to see what's under my feet i can't stay in the ocean very long i have to i have to get out there could be something big in there Something's yeah. get me. I mean, people paddleboard around here. Well, speaking of your love of gators, like Mm-mm. people do like paddleboarding in places where there's tons of gators and stuff. Well, people are also stupid. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say about that too. But <laughs> I mean, that sounds that sounds like a, a shark might bite you because it's curious or you you know threatened it or whatever. But an alligator is gonna eat you because it's mean. <laughs> You look delicious, and it's going to eat you. Ugh, ugh. So I, I had a thought about this one, and I'm looking at the guy's picture, and you can't. There's not any information about it, but he was there with his mom, and she yelled at him. Do you think there's a chance that this, the guy that attacked the flamingo, was like mentally disabled or something? That was something? one of my first thoughts too, actually, when I was thinking like, is there some kind of issue because like with because uh, I've worked with kids too that have some uh, developmental issues and sometimes they can be very gentle, but they don't know when they're not being gentle. Right. Well, and this sounds very much like a, a thing that like one of my kids would do when they're like four and two, right? Like, oh, look, I can pick up this. It's friendly enough. I can pick it up. That's awesome. And then if you tell me to put it down, I'm going to be mad and slam it down. Like it just seemed very childish. Um, and the fact that his mom was the one that was like, put it down because she has to be in her 60s. So it wasn't I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, that poor bird almost completely severed its foot from its leg. They're so he tiny. slammed that down. They are. They look so fragile, but still, ugh, poor thing. I like how this article sort of alternates like really serious ones with like <laughs> um, a man who gets banned from pizza after making too many prank calls. By the way, I love the way they word that from pizza. Yes. Is that mean he can't <laughs> go into Walmart and buy a pizza? He's like banned from pizza, period. <laughs> yes, he can't make his own. If they find marinara sauce in his house, he's under arrest. I don't know. <laughs> you better not hide it in any cavities going to prison. That's right. Oh, my God. That's so horrible. Um, also, I happen to know you can buy marinara sauce on prison commissary, so he could just just wait. <laughs> 
He's like, I can't get rid of it. I keep going to jail. Right. Oh. And would it be a certain right. kind of pizza? Could it be Chicago style? Or... I don't know. I guess it probably depends on, on what he was ordering. <laughs> um, so the, this is another man that is just acting childish. But it says, while prank calling the local pizza shop is the preferred activity of many teenage slumber parties, which, by the way, I feel like that statement is about 20 years outdated. Um, a like pre um, caller ID and all of that. A grown up Florida man took the joke too far. According to the local paper, TC Palm, police were called in to investigate after pizza shops in Sebastian, Florida, reported a string of provoking phone calls made over the course of a three week reign of terror this summer. A man would call, order pizza and then refuse to pay or he would send drivers to fake or abandoned addresses or simply call to harass the restaurant. Pizza shops estimated he had cost them at least six hundred and sixty seven dollars in pizza, which is super specific, by the way. Yeah, six hundred and six. Right, at least 667 and 42 cents. Um, The caller was clever enough to use a variety of fake phone numbers and names, but the police eventually tracked him down. He was charged with four counts of harassing phone calls, two counts of first-degree petty theft, and one count of second-degree petty theft. The true penalty of his crime, though, is that he is banned from ever ordering a pizza again. He may have preferred jail time. Uh, like you said with the thing about the phone calls, it's like, how is he ordering these without a credit card? Because most places, they make you give them your credit card. Unless I, you, I would. Unless you go in and pay cash. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. I know that 10 years ago, you didn't have to do that. Like when I was living at home, I could order a pizza and pay them cash I guess that was more like 20 years ago um, when they arrived. I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't know. It seems silly, especially if it's happened to the establishment once or twice. Like you would think they'd they'd stop. Yeah, it's already like weird with our local pizza place that they know us by just calling. <laughs> right, like, right. Like when we put in our order online, they're they're like, oh, we we knew it was you. We know you like it this way, even though you didn't right. say that. And it's, and it's like I order pizza way too much. <laughs> right. Well, Jordan went to get me Starbucks on the way to one of our recording sessions recently, and I was like, you know what? Just order me a mocha, but just order it exactly like it comes. Like nothing special, no special. I usually order like special temperature and all that the poor woman the barista that she ordered from was like i i don't i don't understand how did you want it and she's like just the way it comes so like with just the stuff that's supposed to be in it at the normal temperature or did you want like no whipped cream like <laughs> i guess nobody ever just orders it normal <laughs> it's like if you go to subway if you ever go to subway and be like i want this what what they'll ask you what's going what goes on it if you say like uh whatever's supposed to go on it they just stare at you and i'm like well i just want what's on the board there <laughs> right there's a picture it looks good i would like to eat that <laughs> just make it like a picture yeah all right. Um, I kind of loved this one. <laughs> a Florida teen pretends to be a doctor twice. 
Malachi Love Robinson wants to be a doctor when he grows up, so he's getting a little practice now. In January 2015, the then 17-year-old was caught pretending to be a doctor at St. Mary's Medical Center in West Palm Beach, Florida. He even observed gynecological exams. I would be upset if that was my exam. Um, the hospital didn't press charges against Love Robinson because he hadn't interacted with any patients. The enterprising teen then took that as a sign to go ahead and open his own medical clinic. According to the Sun Sentinel, Love Robinson opened the new, the new birth live holistic and alternative medical center and urgent care in West Palm Beach and billed himself as Dr. Love Robinson, but he didn't claim to be an MD, rather a PhD as well as an HHPC and an AMPC, although no one's quite sure what that means. The health department caught onto his scheme pretty quickly and shut down the clinic in February. He was arrested for fraud and practicing medicine without a license, but protested, saying, I'm hurt because of the accusations and allegations. But like I said, this isn't the first time where I've been accused, and I will pursue this. And when I do, you guys will know. He was arrested again in September, not for practicing medicine without a license, but for purchasing a Jaguar with an elderly co-signer who didn't remember agreeing to the loan. His hearing is in November. One thing, the dude's named Dr. Love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then he wants to have a, like, gynecological – I mean, I guess it's an OBGYN if he's doing birth and all of that. I remember when this, when this story happened, like, with this – Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, well, one thing about this thing where it's like uh, he hadn't, uh, like, really had any interactions with patients. Yeah, he did. He was sitting there watching women's, uh, yeah. you know, their drug storage area. <laughs> their drug storage area. <laughs> Their secret prison pocket. Yeah, that sounds really horrible. <laughs> right. Well, that was sort of my thought, too, is like, did the women who were violated get any say in whether or not charges were pressed? Because I might want to say. Yeah, I mean, it's. I remember when this story happened, and I think this was, these weren't his only cases. I think they found out he did this with other type jobs, too. Like, if I ain't mistaken, like, he went and got, just walked into places and, like, was like, I can do this, and he convinced people. and. So he's, like, maybe sociopathic or something. It made, like, me, it made me think of that old TV show, The Pretender. I don't know if you've ever seen Yes, that. yes. Maybe he just watched that too many times. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I love his, like, protest. It's so childish, though. Um, I will pursue this, and when I do, you guys will know. It sounds a little like um, a certain person in the White House, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I also would like to know, I feel like I need more information. How, how did he open a the New Birth, New Life, Holistic, and Alternative Medical Center and Urgent Care in West Palm Beach? Did he just get a business license or did he like open a clinic? And if he opened a clinic, how did an 18-year-old fund that? Florida law doesn't require a clinic to actually be a, a clinic. So could he have done it out of his bedroom? He could. Did, as long as it's a facility, he can do it because, okay, and and no matter what your views are on the issue, like, they have these clinics down here they call family planning clinics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're run, run by religious groups to talk women into ha keep having their children no matter what. Right, not get right. abortions. They're allowed to call themselves clinics even though they're not clinics. And even though they, they have been proven sometimes to give very dangerous advice to women at times, 
times, like don't take You're medication. Yeah, Florida has passed laws that protect these places, so basically you could open up a clinic without being a clinic down here. Do they do anything medical, or is it purely like a conversation as kind long, of thing? As long as you don't do medical procedures, but oh, okay. it can be just then, as dangerous. As long as he didn't actually oh, yeah. do a medical procedure, technically he's not breaking Florida law because they right. have laws down here that says you can tell people anything and you can call yourself a clinic without not being a clinic, which is so, weird. But his was an urgent care. I feel like if anyone showed up... Um, that he would have had to do some sort of medical procedure, right? Well, because a lot of the urgent cares, what they do is they they'll take your blood pressure, and they don't always even take blood and stuff like that. And if they think it's some worse, they send you to the emergency room, just straight to the ER. Gotcha. Yeah. So they don't, and it's kind of a racket thing too, because then you get charged from yeah the urgent care, and then you get a huge bill from the emergency room. Yeah. But yeah, he could actually do is set up a clinic and not do anything technically medical and keep it running. It's weird. It's like, that is bizarre. But it's um, it's just one of those weird laws that that he obviously this kid's smart. Yeah, he's got to be, to be able to do this and, stuff and smooth talker. And the whole thing about like, and this is not even related to this article in a lot of ways. Don't you find it weird, even when like, if you've ever been in a hospital when they bring the students around and they get to see, yeah, like I, why you, why do these students get to see me naked? Right. <laughs> I, I didn't sign up for this. I was coming to you for help. You help me, like keep them out. I um, I have had that happen a couple of times, and it's it's very strange. Actually, I went to our urgent care does everything. Um, they're better than the ER because you can pretty much get everything done there but you don't wait like you do at our emergency room but I went in for x-rays um on my neck because I was having all sorts of like tension headaches and stuff and they found that I have cervical ribs so I have ribs in my neck like an extra set of ribs up near my um like my clavicle like my collarbone which is really weird and really rare and apparently when they they just had my x-rays out in like the doctor area because all these doctors came in and they were like oh my god did you know that you had extra they were so excited <laughs> so i went in to see one person and i ended up with like a whole team of people who basically said there's nothing wrong with it or to do about it but we're really excited so yeah and that's one of the things that like I have one friend that's a doctor, and I got like four or five friends that are nurses. Mm -hmm. Any of your issues are not going to be kept private. No, they, uh, -uh. no, they no. They talk about everything at all. Yeah, like, they yeah. go outside, and the first thing they they say is, "This person has got a light bulb, uh, light bulb up their butt. You should come in here and look at it." Right, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything bizarre you do is now public. Yeah. No, absolutely. I grew up with a family that has a lot of people in medicine and they're very good about not using names, but yeah. I have heard a lot of stories. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. He would make a great TV show. Somebody should make like a spinoff of The Pretender and be like, this kid. Um, all right. How about the Florida man? Who? All right, this is number eight. There, Brian, you're insane. There's no way we almost be <laughs> talking an hour, and there's no way. All right, Florida man freaks out over shuffleboard at the senior citizen center. I feel like this might be another one where perhaps he's not all there, and so it's not fair. But Herbert Hayden is a bad sport. 
The 81-year-old man was playing shuffleboard at Pinellas Park Senior Center near St. Petersburg, Florida, when a disagreement turned violent. According to the smoking gun, Hayden flew into a rage over a perceived shuffleboard slight and had a verbal argument that escalated into physical altercation. (laughs) According to the court records, Hayden allegedly punched the victim in the face and hit him with his shuffleboard cue, causing damage to both cues. The victim ended up with a four-inch scratch on his face and undoubtedly a serious grudge against both Hayden and Shuffleboard. Employees broke up the fight and Hayden was arrested on misdemeanor battery and booked in the county jail. A judge later issued an order barring Hayden from having any contact with his victim, which shouldn't be too difficult as Hayden apparently has plenty of choices to play Shuffleboard in St. Pete. Yeah, that's true in St. Pete. (laughs) Yeah. It's where everybody retires. There is a um, a retiree uh, part of our uh, one of the community centers here near where we live, and mm-hmm. they have a shuffleboard place. And we've went there before because they have crafting shows in the center and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I went outside one time because they had tables out there, and they have this huge shuffleboard area out there. And mm-hmm. they have a sign, and I actually took a picture of it. If I can find it, I'll send it to you and show it to you. Oh, no. But uh-huh. it had rules, and it had certain things like don't bring glass bottles, you know, the normal stuff. And right. then it also had do not punch each other, do not oh, spit gosh. on each other, do not hit each other in areas that are private. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah, these <laughs> And you're thinking, for little kids. Okay, so these people have done this, so you got right, this sign. <laughs> right. It has happened probably more than once because you put it on your sign. I've never wow. seen a sign say "Don't spit on each other." <laughs> right. No sign should ever have to say that. Like that's not a thing. <laughs> and, and a friend of mine that was with me, he's like, I guess maybe because you know, old older people, maybe they can't fight, so they just spit on each other. Right. Well, and I think probably that's like a big pride thing and i don't know they're more likely to be crazy i don't know i asked one of the ladies that worked in there and i was like do you have many like problems and she's like oh yeah she's like don't think because people are old they don't get in fights all the time (laughs) and i'm like okay go them they're still living (laughs) right oh i mean that's sort of comical it's also a little bit sad but it's kind of funny it's like you're still old you still get mad at people <laughs> right right mad enough over shuffleboard to spit and hit and what is with this quote hit him with a shuffleboard cue causing damage to both cues if i hit you with a shuffleboard cue i would be much more interested to know if i have damaged you than the cue i used to hit you with because they're expensive they're kind of like uh pool cues oh yeah that they pool cues can cost like you could buy cheap ones but they can also cost like a thousand dollars or more holy smokes so you can actually spend a lot of money on these things if you decide to do it so it was more important whether or not the cue was damaged than the scratches oh my gosh wow well all right um nine florida man assaults his boss with frozen hamburger Russell Francis Gomez showed up late to work at a fast food spot at the fast food spot, the crystal. But when he found out that he would be written up for the infraction, he flipped his burger. 
The 29-year-old Gomez started throwing frozen hamburger patties at his boss. As he chucked the frozen chuck, this one is so punny, the store manager tried to escape to his office, and Gomez began knocking over equipment and pouring cooking oil on the floor, according to Action News Jax. As Gomez's tantrum continued, other Crystal employees helped customers escape the meaty melee. Gomez then moved on to other forms of property damage. According to the police, he flipped the circuit breakers, overturned trash cans, and damaged electronic equipment. He Why? Because he was getting written up. Okay. Gomez tried to flee the scene, but two customers blocked him from leaving because he was saying he was going to return and make threats or he, excuse me, because he was saying he was going to return and making threats toward the manager. The police department statement explained Gomez spat in the face of one of the customers who grabbed and restrained Gomez until police arrived. When police took statements, Gomez tried to make a break on foot, but he was caught quickly. Gomez was booked in the Columbia County jail on three counts of aggravated battery, as well as assault criminal mischief and resisting an officer without violence. When police ran his record, they found he was also driving with a suspended license and he ended up facing additional charges. And then it says Gomez should hang out with a Florida man who threw potato chips at the Walmart employees. Um, Yet both of these gentlemen are better employees than the Florida man who buried his boss in dirt, which I know that story. (laughs) Jordan did that story. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I think I remembered it. Yeah. yeah, he, like, got fired or he got in trouble and his boss – because we debated, like, how he used, a, like, a backhoe to bury his boss under two loads of dirt. And we're like, did he just – the boss was accommodating? He just stood really still? Like, how do you do that? How do you sneak up on somebody with a backhoe? Uh-huh. Like, this one I liked, like you said, because it had all puns in it, but yes. <laughs> I like how they call Crystal the Crystal. Yeah, is that, so what is that? It's like a hamburger place, I guess. It's oh, not yeah. something we have up here. Um, Have you ever heard of White Castle? Yes. They're like White Castle with those little bitty burger okay. burgers, which I'm wondering, like, why did this guy run in fear from him throwing those little bitty burger Right. <laughs> and a little well, it sounds bit, like he was violent. Yeah, it sounds like, like he totally flipped out. Wow. There must have been more. More, more to it. Something happened before this. Yeah, he like overturned everything. And I, I remember when I worked yeah. at a place one time, somebody on second shift or the manager or the closing person, I forgot who it was. I can't remember. It's when I was in college. And uh, we came back the next morning. I worked morning shift and the place was wrecked. Mm-hmm. And we thought somebody had broke in, but when they checked the footage, the last person that left, I guess, had trashed the place. And- oh, wow. Um, that's, yeah, no, that's not, that's not cool. I, I don't know. You always, like, hear stories about people with really crappy jobs, and then they leave with, like, a, a big bang or whatever. But really, that just sucks for other people who work there. It doesn't really get back at the people you're angry at. No, it's... I've always thought in that way, too. It's like when somebody's like, well, I'm going to screw them over by doing this or that. And it's like, yeah, but you're making it hard on everybody else, so you're right. really not doing anything good by doing right. that then. Plus, like, have- you, you're quitting a crappy job, and yes, that sucks, but then you're going to get charged with vandalism or whatever, too. Sure, right, right. And now you don't even have any way to pay for damages. Like, you just now you're unemployed. Yeah, we have that discussion as teachers all the time. (laughs) Like, man, I wish I could just tell them what I really think and walk out of here on a Tuesday afternoon and leave them all stranded. But really, that just means all the other teachers who you're not mad at because they're excellent people 
they're the ones that have to cover your slack if you do something like that, right? And it doesn't the administration doesn't care. Yeah, I'm I, that's why I never hardly call in places. Like, I've never been much of a person for calling in sick. I mm-hmm. mean, I have done it, of course, because sometimes you get sick. But yeah, I always feel like, oh, I'm going to leave somebody in a lurch. And I'm, and right. we, we, like the last past week where I worked, somebody did that too. And somebody's like, oh, they had a headache. And I'm like, I come to work all the time with headaches. Right? <laughs> this is the thing. But, yeah. Well, it's hard with, um, like, teachers because, like, y'all don't automatically have somebody to step in at a school or something. No, and if if there's not some – I mean, my, my job, what I'm doing now, doesn't require a substitute. If I'm not there, there's just not a me there because um, I don't have any students I'm responsible for. But if you're a classroom teacher – and you're not there if they can't get a sub, which that's been our issue. It's been like Virginia's issue lately. So there's just nobody who's willing to sub because that job sucks. And um, then your coworkers give up their planning period or take your kids. They write your lesson plans. The administration doesn't come in and teach. Like the superintendent is not going to come in and teach or the school board. It's just going to be the person next to you who's having just as rough a time who now has to do extra work. Yeah. So. So I I can understand. Like I only quit see one job ever. Actually, just quit. Mm-hmm. And that job I quit when I found out they were doing stuff illegal. So oh yeah. I, so I was like, I'm ending this now, and yeah. I'm stating why I'm ending this, and I'm walking away. The only yeah. thing sucky about that is I couldn't even get unemployment because they say it's better to get fired from a job than to quit a job. Even mm-hmm. if you got reasons, which is a weird way that works out and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. I don't know what the right call would have been for that, but... That's the only time I've actually, like, went off on somebody and quit, Mm -hmm. kind of, and then even I didn't, like, freak out or anything. I just sent an email and left (laughs) as soon as I found out what's going on, but I felt like doing it. I think everybody feels like doing it. Oh, yeah, and plans it out in their mind, and (laughs) what damage could I do before I go, and... (laughs) I'm going to say something really cool. And <laughs> That's right. They won't have any comeback, and I'll just walk out. Yeah. But, no, it doesn't It doesn't ever work out that way. Um, so this person is crazy with food as well. So number 10, Florida woman starts a brawl over cheese on her garlic knots. Um, I would start a brawl if there was not cheese on my garlic knots, but... A 25-year-old woman was unhappy last February when a chef at Palm Coast Pizza in Palm Coast, Florida, topped her garlic knots with cheese. Jessica Conti was horrified at the thought of cheesy garlic knots and demanded her money back. The cashier complied, but Conti thought her attitude was rude, and that's when her three friends stormed the restaurant, according to Daytona Beach News Journal. The three men started a free-for-all, knocking a fax machine, a cash register off the counter, and throwing food and boxes around the pizzeria. As the cheese hater, as cheese haters are wont to do, one of the crew picked up a glass Parmesan container and threw it at a television screen, damaging the set. Employees called the police as the melee continued, but the anti-cheesy garlic knot crew left the restaurant before officers arrived. Luckily, someone at the restaurant was able to identify the group, though, and deputies soon had them in custody. They were charged with burglary and criminal mischief, and um, and they suggest another article there, but it doesn't, it's not funny. It doesn't, like, relate. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit of an overreaction. (laughs) 
Though I have to tell you, I've never had garlic knots with cheese on them. Well, I mean, maybe they had, like, I assume they would come with Parmesan cheese on them as a standard, right? Isn't that? Uh, most like, of garlic no? knots I've ever eaten are just like, you know, like garlic butter on them. And... Oh, are, the ones that we have, at least locally, are like covered in Parmesan cheese. It's not like melted cheese, so it's like cheese pizza, but it's, it's um you know, like grated Parmesan. This it's is delicious. Like, this, well, cheese is good on anything. Right. <laughs> even though I, I, I'm not even supposed to eat cheese, I still do because it's just delicious. <laughs> it is It is amazingly delicious. But this is one of these things where you think, like, somebody was on drugs here. They must have been on drugs. <laughs> right. Or she was looking for an excuse for that to happen, like, to do some damage. And she was like, oh, well, uh, there's cheese on my garlic knots. <laughs> now I'm pissed. <laughs> How did that escalate? I'm one of those saps that barely even complains about food when people get it wrong, more or less. <laughs> Go right, right. Yeah, no, uh, if if it's something I can tolerate, I'd rather not have the conflict. <laughs> yeah, most of the time, unless they totally get my order wrong, I'm like, yeah. You know, I ordered a pizza, they gave me a hot dog, I'll eat the hot dog. You know? The hot dog's fine. As long as they don't charge me for the pizza, we're good. Yeah. yeah. Or if I do, I'll be like, I am so sorry, but this steak is not chicken. And <laughs> could I just have the chicken? I really wanted the chicken. I'm really sorry. It's like last weekend, we went to bar trivia around here, and I ordered a, a Caesar salad. Mm -hmm. And the lady brought me some other weird salad, and normally I wouldn't mind, but I was really mm -hmm. hungry, and it was supposed to be like a chicken top Caesar salad. Oh, she right. brought me one without chicken, and I was like, uh, sorry, but can you, like, I didn't order this one. I ordered the one with chicken. <laughs> right, right. Or I'll do things like, say... I'm sorry. I, does this come with chicken? I thought I had seen it came with chicken. <laughs> I might be wrong. I just wanted to check. And I've had yeah. people, like, when I worked in restaurants, they don't want to say we got it wrong. Yeah. Or like us, and they keep, and I'm like, do we get the order wrong? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> then, right, then we'll fix it. It's cool. We're really sorry. And they look at you like, oh, it's okay. I could tell you it was wrong. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just hated waiting tables so much. And I know, I mean, it could be, it, it, I don't know whose fault it is. It could be the server's fault for putting something in wrong. It could be somebody in the back read it wrong. Maybe they picked up the person bringing my meal picked up the wrong plate like so I don't want to blame anyone and I I feel like even though I know people enjoy waiting tables that everybody hates waiting tables because I did so well, I don't want to cause them any more trauma well waitresses get it so bad like because yes one, one they get harassed in tons of different ways like oh yes like men think if a waitress is friendly to them, they think, like, it's like they're making advances and stuff like that. Right. And plus, waitresses get blamed for food when they don't do nothing but bring the food out, you know? You know what I mean? Right. It's right. not their fault the food got – don't yell at them. Tell them what your issue is, but don't yell at them. They didn't do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have no control over how long it takes to cook something. I mean, unless they didn't put it in or put it in incorrectly or something, which I definitely, when I waited tables, there were times when it was my fault. I was like, I don't know what is taking the kitchen so long. I put your, I'm going to go check on that right now. And it's like, oh, I forgot to ever request your food be made. <laughs> But, Which is the worst thing to tell somebody. It's like, you're like, uh, oops. <laughs> oops, I forgot you wanted to eat today. <laughs> so we hit, we got it in today. Did we? Yeah, That's just, amazing. Like, 
within like a minute. Wow. That's that is really impressive. I when we were like halfway through that list, I was pretty sure it was never going to happen. We didn't get two in, but we got one. No, we didn't. We didn't even start the second one. We hope you enjoyed this month's show. We had a blast making it, and we're grateful for all of our listeners. Shortlisted is part of the Tin Pod Radio Network. For more episodes of Shortlisted and other Tin Pod projects, you can visit tinuniverse.blogspot.com. If you're a fan of Tin Pod Radio, you can show your support by donating on Tin Pod's Patreon page. We'd love to hear what you thought of our show. If you'd like to give us feedback, your thoughts on this month's list, or your idea for our next top 10, email us at shortlistedpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out Erin's other project, Crime Crazy, a weekly true crime podcast. Find her and her amazing co-host Jordan at crimecrazypodcast.com.